Hi everybody, I'm very excited to have a couple of very special guests here uh, with me who've got a brand new charitable venture that will have a wonderful practical outcome for what could be tens of thousands of families in New Zealand. It's a fantastic, heartwarming way to very directly connect farming families with our fellow Kiwis, especially at this time of need with COVID-19, but more importantly, well beyond that too. Siobhan O'Malley is with us. She and her husband Christopher are former New Zealand Share Farmers of the Year. And Siobhan can be found on most social media platforms as Pukeka Pastures. Wayne Langford is also here. He's well known as YOLO Farmer and is featured in the Dairy Exporter and Other Media on television too, with his messages and experiences for mental health. Hi guys. Hi Anne. Hi Anne. Siobhan, can you start by telling us um, what this new charitable venture is called and what it is, how it works? Thanks, Anne. So um, it's called Meet the Need, and what it is is a charitable supply chain. So farmers can donate an animal or some of their produce that they do on farm just at a time that suits them in their season, and our charity turns that into a finished good that can be delivered to food banks and other community organisations who feed people uh, who are vulnerable in New Zealand. Fantastic. And when you say meet the need, I see that it's spelt M-E-A-T, the need. So that's a nice play on words. Wayne, can you tell me about what sparked this idea in the first place? Yeah, and I can. Um, and, and thanks for talking to us today. But it's, um, uh, as you mentioned earlier, um, I, I've got my social media platform, The Yolo Farmer. And as part of that, we do a challenge every day to, um, to say that we've lived for each day. On day 546-ish, we, um, we, we took some meat into our local food bank and, and upon um, kind of dropping that off, we, we asked them, oh, how long would this last for? And, and thinking they'd say a couple of days, uh, they replied, uh, you know, weeks or potentially a couple of months. So uh, I was quite surprised at that and then went home and went home and, uh, and milked my cows the next morning and, and thought, well, geez, if I, if I supplied one animal for the whole year, you know, no one in Golden Bay would go hungry that year. And, uh, and what's more, if we have 100 farmers in Golden Bay, then I've only really got to supply one in my lifetime and, and no one in Golden Bay goes hungry. So from there, uh, I thought about Motawaka and Nelson and um, Christchurch and, and New Zealand and how we could do it. And um, and I realised uh, I was going to need some more help on this. And that's where Siobhan came in. Fantastic. You, you talked about those numbers and I know you guys have done a bit of research in developing this, tell me more about what the kind of the need that you know is out there, um, normally anyway, um, for around the country, and then what you understand has happened with COVID nineteen and the problems that people are facing now. Yes, yeah, so in New Zealand we have uh, around uh, five hundred and uh, five hundred thousand people suffer from food poverty every year. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean that every day that they're, they're short of food, but it means that at some time during the year. Uh, they are, and uh, and so that's where we're looking to help. Uh, there, you know, that includes you know 180 uh, thousand plus kids, uh, and that's like you say before COVID 19 came in. Now that COVID 19 is happening, and and will carry on to to bear in place for for a few years yet, uh, we're expecting the numbers to probably triple, quadruple. Uh, we're already seeing that at the food banks and city missions that we're talking to, and while while I put those numbers out there and they seem really large. When you consider just how much uh, produce and product that we produce in New Zealand, 
uh, it's actually quite small and that's and that's I guess what helped us develop this idea and uh, and gave us the uh, excitability that hey we could actually make a huge difference here just by just by every um, everyone playing their part yeah that's fantastic each farmer sort of donating a little um, adds up to a lot with the number of farmers we have in New Zealand yeah, and obviously, and um, you know, it's hard at different times of years. Uh, at different times of year, you know, Northland, we've got Waikato. Um, you know, been through some pretty tough droughts this summer. Uh, Southland had their floods and whatnot. So it's not about uh, every farmer donating every year, but but if we can spread that out and kind of um, create a relationship with farmers to to say, hey, here's our supply chain, and, and let them know when we are and when we aren't needing it, and and if the, and if we can um, spread our, uh, share our story and and they can understand what we're trying to achieve, then hopefully we can create a more sustainable flow for the food banks and whatnot to deal with. And that was actually a huge part of it for us was smoothing that supply chain out for the food banks. And that's why having partners on board with us has been so important because although, you know, it may suit, for example, dairy farmers to donate a, a kettle beast in April or May, um, but the, the food banks can't store a year's worth of meat from April, May. So we needed partners to help us smooth that out and, and make regular deliveries to the food banks and the partners, the community organisations we're supplying. Um, and also just allow them to plan around it. I know lots of farmers actually give meat and other produce just like Wayne did. We certainly have um, to their local communities and the food banks are very appreciative, but obviously they can't plan around that kind of ad hoc giving. So we wanted to give them something they could plan around so that they knew that it was coming and they knew they could sort of provide it to the people they're supporting. So that's great, Siobhan. Can you explain in a little bit more detail then how it works, who those partners are and how how this will actually work from a farmer perspective and then how it ends up with the food bank in what form? Yeah, sure. So I guess it's important to say that we've started with meat and we've started with red meat, um, but we've got lots of plans to expand this concept to all kinds of industry across the primary sector. Um, and we've already started some really good discussions there. Um, but what we're starting with is a partnership at Silver Fern Farms. And one of the reasons we partnered with them, aside from the fact that they were really keen to help us, was that that allowed us to accept deer and sheep and cattle uh, and also their nationwide reach from straight away. So uh, what you do is you register on our website, which is meettheneed.org, and we put you in touch with your local Silver Fern rep who organises the details of when you're getting picked up and all those bits and pieces. Um, you just go in the normal queue. There's no um, special queue or special processing run for our meet the need animals. Um, you just get processed as you normally would, same booking process. And after your animal gets um, processed by them, you get a receipt that actually from us saying thanks for your donation of the value of that animal. Um, and they pick it up and turn it in, and they could have put it in the meat bank account, such as it is. And then we draw down on that meat bank account on beef mints. Um, in 500 gram packets because from working with the food banks directly that was what they wanted and that's what helps them the most and, and that was our job is to be useful and, and listen to what their needs are. Right so that's they want those 500 um, gram packs of mints that will go out based on so the number of those that you have to distribute will be based on the value of your account with Silver Fern Farms, which is then based on the value of the animals that have come through them and earmarked for this, uh, for the Meet the Need um, program. Yep, that's right. Okay. 
And who else? So Silver Fern Farms obviously been an integral part of this because they are managing that, the meat bank account, as you call it, the supply chain. And are they then helping get it to the food banks, um, city missions, the people that, that need it? Yeah, so they've played a, um, a pretty uh, incredible part in all this, and it's and it's fantastic to have them on board. They're, you know, one of the New Zealand's most trusted uh, brands, and uh, and that's great because we want to ensure that the the meat that's um, coming out is is of really high quality, and uh, and that's what we're trying to encourage through this program is to have a have a have a couple of really nutritious meals uh, every week at least. So Silverfern Farms will help us here with, with the transport um, through their uh, existing transport links around the country. Uh, we're talking about probably monthly to six weeks at the moment. So again, so that the the uh, city missions and food banks can manage their supplies and and what they've got and uh, and hand it out as needed. And it just keeps it very uh, clean and simple. And uh, and that's what we're what we're going for with the whole project. And you've had some help from some other um, funders. Tell me who else has been involved there. So we've had some great support from industry, from wider industry. So we've had Dairy NZ jump on board. Uh, we've had Federated Farmers get behind it. And we've also had Beef and Lamb. So then um, that's we've, because we've started with meat, those, all, all three of those have decided to support what we're doing and help us spread the message which is, is amazing and um, it was great to pitch a, a really disruptive concept that hadn't been done before and have them understand it and want to get on board. Yeah, and I've had a bit of inside knowledge seeing some of your video um, uh, uh, promotions as they've been produced and you can really sense that important connection between the farming community, the farming whānau, and the rest of uh, New Zealand, the Kiwis, uh, Kiwi families who most need it. So it's absolutely fabulous, and I really commend you for what you're doing there. One of the other things, too, that you've talked about was other products. What have you've got a kind of vision for bringing other things on board other than meat at some point? Yeah, we, we definitely have, and it doesn't take long to, to uh, get when you get to talking to the study missions and, and food banks and whatnot for them to say, oh, are you able to help us with anything else? And uh, so what we were trying to create here was was a supply chain where everyone just donates a little bit. So the farmer donates, the processor, you know, donates some processing, freight company chips in a little bit, and we can get it through at a really either uh, low price or potentially a free price as well. So, you know, if you, if you look at, for example, an arable farmer can, can donate a ton of wheat, you know, you can turn into flour or bread, uh, milk, fish, uh, horticulture, you know, uh, it's a really simple, simple concept uh, that can be replicated across across the primary industries. And and what I think is important about that is is that at the end of the day, uh, when you look at what our why is and what we're doing as farmers, you know, it is to to feed people. And and we can't be, in my opinion, I don't think we can be sending just this this vast quantity of food overseas and into our export markets without looking after our own people at home first. I think that's the most important thing we can do. So. That's what we're really wanting to achieve out of this um, whole concept. One other point is that um, you asked earlier, Anne, about COVID-19 and, and the response to that. And what we've found um, in terms of gaining impetus in these last couple of weeks is the sheer volume of farmers who have rung us, rung Beef and Lamb, rung Dairy NZ, rung Federated Farmers and said, what can we do? How can we help? And I just think you know, it happens that Wayne and I had this idea to put, well, put this idea together about 14, 15 months ago 
but it's not like farmers don't want to do this already. It's just they haven't got the right vehicle for it. So that's what we're all about, just basically building the framework that allows farmers to do what they're asking to do anyway. And when you think about that, it, it, um, it, it's quite an easy concept when you think about it, like I did the first morning after I dropped the meat off in the cow shed, but once you add some of the techni technicalities around food safety, around freight, around refrigeration and, and these sort of things, it does, it does take a bit of planning. Uh, it's also fantastic um, being able to use the, the city missions and food banks because uh, once people make contact with them, then we're able to, to help them in other ways as well. So if food is the connecting force and all that, then that's a pretty, um, a pretty special part to play in the whole system. And as farmers, we can be really proud of that. Brilliant. And I know you guys have been working on this for some time and it's uh, and that this, you know, the COVID-19 kind of fast track the launch of this. So you've done a great job of um, now getting it up and running. I'm looking so forward to seeing uh, um, farmers get behind you in a big way. And we at the Dairy Exporter and Countrywide are definitely right behind you and we'll be supporting you um, for the long haul. So well done, you guys. Oh, thanks, Anne. Okay.